This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Aztec fans, what's going on? It is Sunday night. John Schaefer with you. Whether you're here live or on replay, we have exclusive year-round Aztec coverage, football and men's basketball. All we ask is that you please subscribe. Uh, We're breaking down as many games as we can this season in both football and men's basketball. So tonight, looking back at what was a a frustrating Saturday night, I would say it's Snapdragon Stadium for Aztec fans, a 35-10 loss to UCLA as the Bruins avenge a 2019 win by the Aztecs at the Rose Bowl, and they did so convincingly. Um, I think UCLA deserves credit. I think San Diego State, as Brady Hook said postgame, certainly has work to do, and we'll see what kind of improvements they can make between now and Saturday when they play in Corvallis against Oregon State. This does not get easier. This is the period of time where San Diego State's really in the teeth of their schedule. I've been saying that where they've had UCLA now, They'll go to number 16, Oregon State, a team that's blown out San Jose State and UC Davis uh, so far this year. They're 16th in the nation. Then you host Boise State on a Friday night. That's a short week. That's a week from Friday, 12 days from now, whatever it is, just over a week and a half. And then you go to Air Force. Boise State and Air Force picked one and two in the preseason Mountain West uh, poll. So this is really the teeth of the schedule. We talked earlier in the year about the importance of getting a win against Ohio because I felt as if it really could potentially dictate uh, whether San Diego State is able to have a successful season or not. We always knew they needed to start 2-0. and They were able to do that. Um, and now can you find a way to split these four games? And it will not be easy, especially after, again, losing to UCLA at home. Um Obviously, the season's not going to be won or lost based on what you do in the non-conference, right? I mean, these two games against Pac-12 opponents, San Diego State was a 14.5-point underdog against UCLA. There's something like a 22-point underdog right now to Oregon State. What the Aztecs absolutely have to do is, at the very least, split their first two conference games. It'll give them a chance, at least, to get to a Mountain West Conference championship game, but they can ill afford to lose two games to Boise State and Air Force. And Of course, if they do that, they could be potentially staring at you know a four-game losing streak if they can't win this weekend in Corvallis. All right, as you make your way in, there is a lot to get into. Um, so please subscribe if you're here. Really do appreciate that. Again, if you're an Aztec fan, if you're a supporter of content that I produce, please subscribe. Year-round content for Aztec fans. If you wouldn't mind smashing the like button for me, if you're here live or on replay, I would appreciate that. If you wouldn't mind finding me on Twitter, I would appreciate that as well, at John Schaefer, just on social media in general, John Schaefer, J-O-M-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R. So, you know, as we look back to this uh, game, obviously, on Saturday, and by the way, I'd love to hear from you in the chat. If you want to, you know, weigh in in the chat, I'll try to get to some of these chats over the course 
of the next 30 minutes. I mean, you think back on Saturday, a couple of things come to mind initially. First of all, a couple of opportunities that were squandered for San Diego State, right? Uh, there was a play in the end zone in the second quarter trailing, was it 21-7 it was, when Jalen Maiden made a really good throw that Josh Nicholson couldn't hold on to, kind of in the breadbasket on his hands, and he didn't make the play. Aztecs settled for a field goal. It would have been 21-14. They made it 21-10. Then trailing in the second half, 28-10, they really um, – you know the the one t- the one time they really made Dante Moore look pedestrian, the five star recruit for UCLA, their quarterback, is they hit him. He fumbled. San Diego State initially thought they'd scored a touchdown in the fumble recovery. However, they looked at it on replay and said the San Diego State was essentially down at the one foot line. Even though if you watch this on replay, and I was there live, obviously, but someone correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, did he? It looked to me like that was tough to overturn. They showed it on the video boards. San Diego State recovered the football at like the six-inch line, but it didn't look as if San Diego State had full possession of the ball until the Aztecs were in the end zone. It's crying over spilled milk. I get it. San Diego State had four cracks from the one-yard line. If necessary to get into the end zone, they couldn't. Two running plays, stopped essentially at the one. Then they elected to pass. Jalen Maiden dropped back, slant to Martin Blake. It was running his hands, but it was dropped, uh, deflected actually, and intercepted by UCLA. And for all intents and purposes, that ended the game. Now, It's not to say that if San Diego State made those two plays, the Aztecs win the game. UCLA played very well, 550 yards of total offense. Dante Moore looked every bit the part of one of the better young quarterbacks in the nation, a true freshman getting his first start, 290 yards, three touchdowns, did have the fumble, but was flawless essentially other than that. But it did feel as if San Diego State had a chance to put some pressure on UCLA over parts of the game, whether it was the Nicholson play. And again, these things are going to happen. It's not to single out the receiver. It's really not. It's going to happen. And over the course of a long season, um, you hope to make improvements. San Diego State's got a young receiver core. And this is still early in the season. And this is college football, right? You're not going to make every single play. They don't make it in the National Football League either. It was just an opportunity that they didn't cash in on. And then there in the third inning, um, And I'm sure the players and coaches would agree there's an opportunity that you can't squander, right? Whether it was a touchdown or not on the fumble recovery, you have to find a way to score in that spot. And they were unable to do so. I got a credit to UCLA. And San Diego State just didn't make the plays necessary to put some pressure on UCLA. Um, I think if you make that play in the second quarter to make it 21-14, right? I mean, you're at least in a situation where you're in the game. If you are able to score there in the third quarter off the fumble recovery to make it 28-17, it's like you just never really know. Not to say San Diego State was going to win the game. Clearly, UCLA was the better team. I thought they dominated both lines of scrimmage, offensively and defensively. It's always surprising when you look up and San Diego State can't run the football. 33 carries, 63 yards is not Aztec-like. And then you looked at what UCLA was able to do, and they did it through the air, and they did it on the ground. That was What was most impressive, they ran for 254 yards, six and a half yards per carry. They threw for 296. That was over 10 yards per attempt. And they hit some big plays on San Diego State, right? There was an 81-yard touchdown reception immediately about midway through the first quarter after a couple of failed possessions for the Bruins. Now, San Diego State, to its credit, responded. Jalen Maiden marching the offense down the field. And the Aztecs tied it up in a touchdown throw from Jalen Maiden. At the end of one quarter, this was a 7-7 game. The game really did change there in the second quarter. Again, big plays from UCLA. And that's not something you typically see out of an Aztec defense. But they really couldn't get home by and large 
couldn't get to Dante Moore. And I thought some of the pacing, um, when UCLA went quick, that really did hurt the Aztecs at times. And, you know, Brady spoke about this postgame. I'd, I'd be paraphrasing, but he said postgame, you know, we need to do a better job from a coaching perspective and a player perspective, and we knew, need to do it in a relatively short period of time. He said we need to improve by Saturday when we take on Oregon State in Corvallis. So there's a lot of angles here we can go, um, and I'd be happy to do it. So, again, if you want to comment in the chat, if you have something you want to weigh in on, if you want to discuss, um, please comment in the chat. I'll do everything I can um, to get to some of these comments here tonight. One-man bands is kind of hard sometimes to keep up with the chat and also try to do the show. Um, I did see this from Larry. Thank you, Larry. He says he's a Kansas State fan living in Encinitas. Very cool, Larry. I'm uh, in North County as well. He said, appreciate the interview you did with John Kurtz. John's great. A while back, uh, you do good work, and I follow what happens with the Aztecs. Many thanks. Larry, I appreciate that. It's always good to hear from people um, that appreciate our work here in San Diego. And I think there's a lot of San Diegans that are probably similar, Larry, where they might be an alum, right? Your alma mater might be elsewhere, but maybe you follow San Diego State because you're in Southern California. So, Larry, I appreciate that. Best of luck to your Wildcats this year um, in the Big 12. I think Kansas State is well-positioned. I think the Big 12 moving forward is uh, well-positioned as well. So, thank you, Larry. I do appreciate that. And he, he follows up, and I agree, that Oregon State is going to be a very comparable challenge. I don't know if it's, it's a bigger challenge, but it's your first road game of the year. That alone is a challenge. Secondly, they just reopened Research Stadium their home stadium at Oregon State this past weekend. They renovated one full side of the stadium. They're 16th in the country. They've got a dynamic running offense. They've got the transfer quarterback from Clemson, DJ. I don't want to say his last name, but you know his last name. I can't pronounce it. That's why I don't want to say it. Um, they've got a good defense. They've blown out San Jose State and UC Davis so far this year. They are sizable favorites in this game. Um, it's an interesting dynamic because if you followed conference realignment, we know that Oregon State and Washington State are basically without a conference home. As soon as the conclusion of the 2023 season, I think there's a pretty good chance, if not better than that, that San Diego State is in the same league as Oregon State and Washington State as soon as 2024. I don't know if that's a reimagined Pac-12 without 10 of the 12 current members of the league. So obviously, that would look a lot different. That could be what people are referring to as a reverse merger where most of the Mountain West joins Oregon State and Washington State. Or you might just see a simple expansion target by the Mountain West of Oregon State and Washington State where those two teams could be in the league in 2024. And if they are, both of those, those teams could be well positioned to end up in the expanded college football playoff. Because remember, one program outside the Power Five is guaranteed a spot in the expanded college football playoff in 2024. So... um, We'll see. We shall see here um, what happens this upcoming Saturday again in Corvallis. Um, a couple of things that I did want to hit on based on what happened here this past Saturday. And I know that a lot of Aztec fans are discouraged by, you know, the final score and discouraged by the Aztec performance overall on Saturday. I would say this, that one game either way does not make a season. I said this before the game. I said it all week that if San Diego State would have beat UCLA, of course, it's a feather in their cap. Of course, they'd have momentum, but it doesn't guarantee that they have any success in the Mountain West. It doesn't automatically put them in the Mountain West championship game. Um, their season will be defined by what they do in the league. There's no question about that. There's a reason the non-conference games happen before the conference games. Um, you know, Nobody was expecting San Diego State to have a perfect, unblemished season. This is a young team. Uh, there have been growing pains. 
they did beat Ohio, a team that won this past week, I think a road game at FAU, and they're hosting Iowa State maybe this week, and they're a favorite against Iowa State. I want to say they might be like a two-point dog, so I could be wrong on that. But, you know, Ohio was a 50-50 game that San Diego State was able to win and cover in. Then I, I understand the bad taste from the Idaho State game. FCS opponent, San Diego State, only won 36-28 as a 30-plus point favorite. I didn't think Idaho State would have any real impact on UCLA. As in, I'm giving credit to UCLA regardless of how San Diego State played against Idaho State. And now moving forward, this Oregon State game was never going to be easy. This was seen probably heading into the year as the most challenging game on the schedule. I think UCLA and Oregon State, I mean, two top 25 teams right now. I think UCLA and the AP poll moved up into the top 25, maybe 23rd or 24th. Oregon State remaining steady at 16th. The Pac-12 has eight teams right now in its final season, potentially inside the top 25. So this was never going to be an easy part of the schedule. I know San Diego State has had a lot of success against Pac-12 opponents in recent history, although you look at the last three games, they haven't been as good. Last year against Arizona at home in the opener at Snapdragon Stadium. Last year in Salt Lake against Utah, and then this past weekend against UCLA, and we'll see about Oregon State. But these games I don't think define the season. What I think ultimately could define the season is those first two conference games. Boise State on a Friday night at home. You know Boise State will not be easy, even if they are 0-2 right now, blown out in Seattle at Husky Stadium, 56-19, I think, in their opener, then lost on a last-second field goal to UCF on the blue this past week. That is a game that obviously is circled for both teams. Whoever wins it kind of has that leg up because they could be two of the better teams in the Mountain West this year. So when you start thinking about getting to a conference championship game, while you have serious work to do no matter what you do in the conference opener, the winner of Boise State-San Diego State, I think, puts itself in a position to be in position, if that makes sense. And then the following week again against Air Force on the road. Now, San Diego State has cleaned up against Air Force. Falcons are supposed to be very good this year. Preseason number two in the Mountain West. They did win last year in San Diego in a low-scoring game. I want to say like 13-10 a year ago. That's going to be a critical game as well. But, you know, I would say this. If you can get through the second conference game, one and one in the league, and three and three overall, while you may think, oh my gosh, three and three overall, is this team headed for, you know, a six-win season? And that's, you know, a possibility. But the schedule the second half, at least to some extent, lightens up. Yes, you still have to play Fresno State. And yes, you still have to go to San Jose State. But San Diego State has a realistic path to four-plus wins in its final six regular season games. Again, that doesn't guarantee it. But there is a very realistic path in the second half to four-plus wins, where in this first half, because of UCLA and Oregon State, it's a trickier putt to four wins in your first six games. Still possible. You could lose to Oregon State on Saturday bounce back and beat Boise State at home, and then win um, at Air Force as well. And then you'd be 4-2. and two. But for me, the key is, can you get to a Mountain West Championship game and what's the path? And for me, the path is starting 1-1 one and one in the conference and then potentially navigating your way through 5-1 and one in your final six games. Again, not easy. But as good as Fresno State was like a week ago and they won at Purdue, they needed double overtime to beat Eastern Washington this past week. Boise State, preseason number one, 0-2 on the year. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Right? So all these teams have blemishes. None of these teams are perfect. That includes San Diego State. All these teams need to improve. That includes San Diego State. Let's see what type of improvement San Diego State can make week to week and then from non-conference to conference as well. Um, I do see this from Maria. Maria, good to have you in the chat. Appreciate you hanging out. Maria's saying they have to protect Maiden better. Um, listen, that's that's definitely a fair point. And where I would give credit to UCLA is I think coming off week one, they had pro football focuses, number one rated pass rush in the nation. That was a small sample size, just one game against Coastal Carolina. And the Chanticleers dropped back to, uh, to pass like 60 plus times. In that game, so UCLA was essentially pinning their ears back potentially in that week one win at the Rose Bowl. But they have dynamic edge rushers. They really do. Murphy brothers, lot two. I thought their defense was vastly improved from what we saw a couple of years ago in Chip Kelly's second season. UCLA has been a really good team in the Pac-12 for the last two plus years. They're 14 and four overall in their last 18 games. So this isn't, you know, we're not in the excuse making business, but if we're going to be reasonable and fair, there's a reason UCLA came in as a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. San Diego State had some opportunities in the game they didn't cash in on. We talked about Maiden's pass in the second quarter that was incomplete. And then also San Diego State's inability to cash in on that first and goal from the one-yard line early in the third quarter. Those two plays alone essentially doing in San Diego State, you could say, on Saturday night at Snapdragon Stadium. And then the big plays, and that's something you know the defense is going to be you know, working on all week long, 81 play, 81 yard receptions don't happen against Kurt Maddox defenses or Brady Hoke defenses, 54 yard runs. It just felt like there were way too many big plays. And while Maria says they need to protect Maiden better, and I think it's fair, um, I think they also need to get this offensive line going in terms of establishing a running game. And then the defensive line was really unable to get to Dante Moore for most of the night. Again, they did there in the third quarter with the fumble and the recovery at the one yard line. But the defensive line was unable to get home as well. And also UCLA was able to run the ball really effectively. And that's Chip Kelly's bread and butter. You always think about, you know, quick offense. They want to throw the ball. That's not what UCLA and Chip Kelly do. They want to run down your throat. And they ran for 250-plus yards on Saturday. Um, and no question, Brian, it's so funny. I said this this past weekend, and this is not to take anything away from San Diego State's current crop of receivers. I think there's some really good ones right now. First of all, you have an excellent tight end in Mark Redman who had another productive game. I think he had five catches for 30-something yards. You had Makai Shaw, who has come along. I think he's a really sure-handed receiver um, that will have moments for this team. He had five catches, 54 yards, and the touchdown. So Makai Shaw on a really good throw from Jalen Maiden, that black, uh, that back shoulder throw, 21-yard touchdown reception from Maiden. Mark Redmond, five catches, 32 yards. You know, Keenan Christian out of the backfield had three receptions. Philippe Wesley saw his first action, young receiver, two catches, 25 yards. The tight end, Jay Rudolph, had a couple of catches for 21 yards. Martin Blake out of the backfield. Nicholson did have a catch. Cam Davis had a catch as well for the Aztecs. But, yeah, they're looking for their receivers to emerge. You're replacing a lot without Jesse Matthews, who's on an NFL IR roster right now. He's injured, but I think he's on the Texans. And then you got um, 
Also, uh, Tyrell Shavers, who was in NFL camp. So that's a lot to make up for. It's really a lot to make up for. Um, and we'll see how these receivers develop over the course of the season. But it's a fair point. I mean, replacing Tyrell Shavers and Jesse Matthews, you've got a new offensive coordinator, obviously, in Ryan Lindley. And I think there's been some things that have worked out well. And I think there's some areas, obviously, as they would tell you, that they're looking to improve on as well. It's not as if San Diego State didn't do anything on offense in this game. They threw for 200 yards. They could not get the running game going. You know, defensively, allowing 550 yards is essentially unheard of for an Aztec defense. But, you know, Jalen Maiden in this game, yeah, there were the interceptions. You know, I didn't think two of them at least were really on him, especially the slant that was dropped by Blake and then intercepted by UCLA. Um, Let me see. The total line for Maiden doesn't look good. 19 of 37, 196 yards in the touchdown because he had those three interceptions. Remember, he did not have an interception in the first two games of the season. But when you become one-dimensional and they just could not run the football, I mean, they tried. They had 33 run plays in this game. They tried, but they could not run the football, just 63 total yards. And then you look at what UCLA was able to do on the ground with TJ Harden and Carson Steele, and they had some really dynamic players in the passing game, Josiah Norwood, right, Logan Loya. So UCLA is a good team. I don't know how many games they're going to win. I think the Pac-12 is obviously a very good league. So I don't know how many games UCLA is going to win, but look at it this way. If they start 3-0 in the non-conference, with, which they will, because I think they host maybe NC Central, FCS program, next week, assuming a win there. I mean, even if you give them 5-4 and four in the Pac-12, which has to be realistic, they're on their way potentially to an 8-4 and four season in a premier league, one of the top two leagues in the country. So UCLA has got a chance to be a top 25 team all year long. They are veteran outside of the quarterback position, but I thought Dante Moore was really impressive on Saturday night. Um, I disagree. I really do. Um, no, San Diego State's not going to go winless from here on out. I think Force Ghost Fabio might just be facetious in this, and I understand people are frustrated based on what happened on Saturday. I do. I think everyone wanted to see the Aztecs be more competitive than they were. There's no question about that. Um, but there are more than a few winnable games, obviously, on the schedule this year, and the Aztecs have to find a way to put themselves in contention to vie for a Mountain West, to get to a Mountain West championship game. That's the expectation. That's the expectation for Brady Hoke heading into the year. And yes, they're replacing parts, obviously, their entire defensive line, their wide receiving group, but they do have their quarterback back in Jalen Maiden. And the expectations are for this team to you know win and potentially win big in the Mountain West. Um. And let's see here, Mike. Thank you. Guys, if you're here, please subscribe. You're on content for Aztec fans, football and men's basketball. would appreciate it if you subscribe. I've got content for you following every football and men's basketball game or as many as I possibly can here in 2023-24. Mike says, John, I know there's a lot of chatter about our coaching staff and if they're really the staff to take us to the next level. I'm one who believes it's time for a change. Bowl eligible isn't good enough. Mike, I appreciate uh, you hanging out and you spending some time with us here in the chat. I would just say this, that it's impossible to judge a staff on three games. And they'll look at the entire body of the work. And by they, I mean San Diego State's administration and and J.D. Wicker. That I mean, Brady Hook, first of all, at San Diego State, right? First time around, ton of success into Rocky. Second time around, two years ago, they went 12-2. and Last year, they were bowl eligible at 7-5, lost a bowl game in Hawaii. This year, they're 2-1. and 
So I, I see the message boards. I see social media. I, I understand some of the criticism. People want to see San Diego State win at a high level. I think high expectations are a good thing. There's high expectations for San Diego State men's basketball. And we see what has happened here, obviously, in recent times under Steve Fisher and Brian Dutcher. Um, I just think it's unfair, to be honest, to, to the entire coaching staff to judge a team and critique it off three games. We can all be critical um, and you can be praiseworthy, right? Game to game, drive to drive, quarter to quarter, moment to moment. I understand it. But let's see how this thing plays out because we have absolutely no idea what happens in 2023. San Diego State could go 7-1 and one in the Mountain West and win a Mountain West championship game, or they could go 2-6 and six in the league. And there's obviously a big difference between those two different scenarios because nobody has any idea how this plays out. They could be really good. They could win eight, nine games in the regular season, or they could fall short of bowl eligibility. That's the thing with sports. We don't really know what's going to happen over the course of the season from week to week. So I would say this, Mike, let's see how it plays out. Um, you know, I've, from my perspective, and there's a level of bias probably for me because of my work with San Diego State, and I also have the fortune of spending time with Brady each and every week because we do the coaches show. Listen, by the way, San Diego Sports 760 every Wednesday from 6 to 7 p.m. You know, I think Brady's a really bright football mind. I think he's had a lot of success um, throughout the course of his career, including here at San Diego State. And I know this, he deserves the right and the opportunity to see this entire thing through. And let's see what happens here in 2023. Um, you know, I think it's hard, Tom, and I don't know if you're basing it on one game or if you're saying from 2021 when they went 12 and 2 to 2022 when they went 7 and 6 to right now when they're 2 and 1. I think it's hard to judge this team based on the UCLA game, and I think it'll be hard to judge them off the UCLA and Oregon State games. I mean, you're talking about back-to-back games in which San Diego State is a combined 36-point uh, underdog, 14 to 15 points against UCLA. 21 to 23 points against Oregon State. So if you're going to judge this team off win losses in the non-conference against Pac-12 opponents, unfortunately, that's going to be a pretty you know, steep bar or high bar for the Aztecs potentially this year. With that being said, they're not expecting to go to Corvallis and not compete. I mean, they have to find a way to be more competitive than they were this past week against UCLA, right? That's the onus. That's the burden. Put yourself in a position where in the second half it's a one-score game and see if you can make something of it. So, so that's, a, that's a fair way to assess them heading into this game against Oregon State. Again, this might be the most challenging game of the season. But I don't know if we can say they're regressing based on three games this year and their performance against UCLA. You might say, well, they didn't play well against Idaho State. I don't make anything of it. They, they've struggled over the years against FCS opponents under Brady Hoke and Rocky Long and prior to that as well. And that hasn't necessarily been a great indicator for whether the season is going to be successful or if the season is going to be a failure. Um, the Ohio win I thought was, was a good one. Um, I really did. I think that, you know, if not for that, what roughing the passer penalty, San Diego state wins that thing going away 27, six. So, there's some things, obviously, that need to be cleaned up. You know, Again, defensively, they were unable to get to the quarterback. They could not stop the running game from UCLA. Uh, I mean, UCLA, again, 550 yards. The big plays, was it eight yards per play, is a huge number, obviously. Um, so, you know, I'm both sides of the ball, obviously. Uh, they need to establish a running game. 33 carries for 63 yards, Brady would tell you, is not, is not good enough. So um, I appreciate the comment, Tom, and uh, let's see how it, you know, plays out over the course of the next handful of weeks. For me, the way I looked at the schedule was you had to beat Ohio, and they did. 
the four-game stretch of UCLA, Oregon State, Boise State, Air Force, I thought it would be a win if the Aztecs were able to go two and two over those four games, however they did it. To be honest, I would have preferred at least getting one of them in conference as opposed to getting two of them out of conference. I mean, nobody would have kicked that out of bed, beating UCLA and Oregon State. But then losing to Boise State and Air Force, you'd put yourself in a position where it would be almost impossible to get to a Mountain West championship game. So however you slice it, if you can win two games, you're in a really good spot. Now, again, it's going to be hard to win a Corvallis on Saturday, obviously. Vegas is telling you that. San Diego State's this 22-point underdog. If you can somehow right the ship and then beat Boise State a week from Friday at home, go to Air Force, where I want to say San Diego State's something like 8-1 and one in its last nine games overall against Air Force. They've always played that triple option well with this 3-3-5 defense. If they can navigate two wins in their first two conference games, then they'll be in a really desirable spot even with what's happened here against UCLA and potentially we'll see what happens here this weekend in Corvallis against Oregon state. Again, I think the high expectations are a good thing. Everyone wants to see San Diego state football at Snapdragon stadium, be successful. Aztecs have won a lot of games over the last 10 plus years, whether it's under Brady or Rocky. And I think people want to see San Diego state in games against back 12 opponents because there was a stretch there where over a nine game period, the Aztecs were seven and two over Pac-12 opponents with good wins. That was not just against bottom feeders in the league. Stanford was ranked when they beat them at the Q. Arizona State was ranked um, in Arizona when San Diego State won there with Rashad Penny, I think a return touchdown, a receiving touchdown, a rushing touchdown. There have been good wins. Uh, winning at the Rose Bowl in 2019 was the first ever, first ever win for the Aztecs against UCLA. Brady was on that staff, by the way, back in 2019. So, you know, again, they've had success against Pac-12 opponents, you want to see them have success against Pac-12 opponents moving forward, even as soon as this weekend against um, Oregon State. Let me get to a couple of more comments. I have just a couple of more minutes because I'm actually going to sign off of the Aztec wrap-up show and then do the Padres wrap-up show coming up in just a handful of minutes um, on this Sunday night. Uh, Kevin, thank you. He says, give Brady credit for trying to change the culture offensively. Just frustrating to see the offense be at best average and at worst horrible every year. See teams with worse talent and resources move the – he then goes on to say the ball. Patience has to be running thin. This is – and thank you, Kevin, for the comment. I would also say this about you know where they are right now offensively. I feel as if – and you guys, before we go, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, you think about where they were a year ago, the first five or six games on offense, compared to where they are right now. I think there actually have been drastic improvements. Maybe not the improvement you want to see. But Ryan Lindley is a first-year offensive coordinator. He's only called now three games. Again, the, the pieces they've had to replace on the offensive line and at receiver, I think, are something that could potentially take more time than people you know, realize or want it to take. But again, I go back to a year ago and where they were in the first five or six weeks where they couldn't throw the football for 100 yards. And again, Jalen this past weekend, 200 yards throwing. I think against Ohio, about 200 yards throwing. Didn't throw the ball at all against Idaho State. They need to continue to, to progress and take steps forward. Um, and again, the season's long. They've had just a quarter of the regular season at this point. And to be honest, the schedule will lighten up at some point once you get through, whether it's Boise State or Air Force, there's going to be some more opportunities for San Diego State in the second half of the season. 
All right, guys, appreciate you hanging out with her. It's live for on replay. We'll do this following every Aztec football game here in 2023. I understand the disappointment and the frustration. Aztec fans, I thought it was a very good atmosphere, by the way. If you were there, if you watched, I thought it was a very good atmosphere at Snapdragon Stadium. Pretty nice night. Um, 80 degrees, overcast skies for a good portion of it. Sun setting probably at the end of the second quarter. And just, um, you know, fans were in, into it for, you know, first quarter and a half or so. San Diego State had a tie to seven after one. But UCLA with some big plays, long drives, Dante Moore. Aztecs could not take advantage of their limited opportunities. And the Bruins deserved to win the game, and they did. And they won it 35-10. to 10. All right, if you are here, please subscribe. You're on content for Aztec fans, football, and men's basketball. Smash the like button for me if you wouldn't mind, and follow me on Twitter if you wouldn't mind, at John Schaefer, that is J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R. We will be back next weekend, looking back at San Diego State, Oregon State, and looking ahead to the conference opener on a Friday night against Boise State at Snapdragon Stadium. That is a week from Friday at 7.30 p.m. By the way, if you want the audio-only edition of the Aztec Wrap-Up Show, click the link in the description down below. You can get the audio-only edition of the Aztec Wrap-Up Show. All right, until next time, my name is John Schaefer. Aztecs fall to UCLA on Saturday night at Snapdragon Stadium 3510, and you've been watching the Wrap-Up Show. Thanks, guys. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.